Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. And of course, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, wow. Time to rise and shout. Cougars are out. They're on their way to fame and glory. Tell their victory story. On we go to vanquish the foe for alma mater sons and daughters. <laughs> it's a catchy it's, tune. Uh, yeah, isn't it? <clears throat> and uh, you see that we're doing the forbidden thing today. I'm wearing the actual paraphernalia of the Brigham Young University Cougars. Courtesy of John Bolt. Uh, in, he's a, a Blaze employee who happens to live in Provo and also be a huge uh, BYU fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, sent me some awesome uh, BYU in the original royal blue colors. Nice, thank you, John. Appreciate that. Oh, that's and, nice. And if you'll, uh, yep, you see the split screen there uh, with <laughs> with Keith. Yeah, absolutely. Who is now, yeah, a, a big Cougar fan. Oh, obviously. Are you kidding? Mm. Now, otherwise, now? you wouldn't be wearing the I've hat. Been hiding that. Mm-hmm. All this oh, time. have you? Yeah. Have you? You've just yeah. been pretending. Mm-hmm. To be a uh, Nebraska Huskers fan. I mean, do you think I'm going to root for a bunch of godless animals, Pat? I, I would hope not. See? I would hope not. Plus, I want my coworker to be in a good mood, so of course I'm going <laughs> to root for... I want an undefeated season for BYU. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. Plus, I'll, I'll put anything on top of... Uh, Your head this, to cover the bald, bald spot. Yeah, I yeah, got it. Absolutely. I got it. <laughs> so, to me, tonight, BYU-Utah, this mm-hmm. game is the third... Most important game in BYU history. This is the third biggest game in the history of the Brigham Young University Cougars. Wow. 1984 Holiday Bowl win over Michigan to secure the national championship. That's got to be number one. Uh, the 1996 Cotton Bowl win against Kansas State to go 14-1 and and be the first uh, college team ever to win 14 games in a season. Mm-hmm. And then this. Wait, the... And now like this. Opening, opening <laughs> the night? opening night. I mean, you're... Because we've lost eight in a row to these godless animals. Wow. And they think they're so superior now. Although they really don't. Deep down inside, they've got an inferiority complex. And I've explained that before. I've explained it before. They're just not... They're not a big-time program like BYU is. Maybe one day. I mean, I know they aspire to be. Okay. uh, But we must beat them for the first time since 19... since 2009, it almost feels like a 19-something. Wow. Yeah, 2009. Well, they took two years off, uh, didn't schedule each other, but we made up for one of those years in a uh, a bowl game. So, hmm. yeah, eight straight losses. Oh, Got to win simpler this. times, too. Got to uh, stink. You know, for recruiting, I think it's critical to put an end to the nonsense from the godless animals at the, at the University of Utah. It's critical. I think it's the third biggest game in BYU history. So anyway. But you know that if you lose tonight and win the rest of your games, you'll recover? Well, yes. I mean... But... But uh, as far as a pride thing goes? Yes. Yeah. Pride, recruiting. It's just... It's really important. I think for the coach, if he loses this game, Mm -hmm. he goes 0-4 against uh, Utah. And and I I think that... I don't think they renew him at that point. Oh, boy. Just based on this game right now. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think so. It's well, that important. It starts at 10.15 Eastern time yeah, tonight? Yeah, sucks. Okay, I'll have fun waking up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and seeing the final score on my phone. 
Yeah. There's a chance I may not be in tomorrow. I'm sorry? <clears throat> yeah, there's just a chance, a small chance. But, uh, you know, if, if that were to happen, I'm sure Jeffy would cover for me. Are you under the weather all of a sudden? I feel a really a bad scratchy, cold coming on. Scratchy yeah. throat going you, Can on you there? hear that? I'm a little yeah, bit hoarse right raspy. now. Yeah. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got so. the sniffles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just feeling it coming on. Wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> Big news in the uh, on the political front. Kirsten Gillibrand dropped out of the presidential race. Oh, no. We lost her. We lost her. Barely got to know her. (laughs) Right. And we lost her. Uh, We knew enough. She attempted to brand herself as the women's candidate, focusing her campaign on reproductive rights, Mm -hmm. child care, and her Me Too advocacy. But with a relatively high number of women running, uh, she kind of struggled to stand out leading to poor, to poor showing, showings in the polls and a failure to qualify for next month's debate. I, I guess uh, they've closed that off now. Yeah. It's already, you, we've hit the deadline and there's only going to be 10 candidates. We'll get to that in a second, tell you who those are. Uh, but she didn't qualify and she did this amazing stunt trying to sell, trying to get a dollar. Uh-huh. For every T-shirt she would send out. So basically, so yeah. So for one dollar, all she wanted was the donor, because right. you just had to have, what, 130,000 donors? Something like that, yeah. So she wasn't anywhere near that, and so they panicked, and they were like, oh, what if we give you a T-shirt for every dollar donation? Mm-hmm. What if we lose, like, nine bucks on every single T-shirt? How about that? <laughs> just so we get in the debate, I don't care. It's, it's people, people donated this money to me. I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Why should I care? Yeah. So that didn't work out. Didn't work. Didn't work out. She still didn't qualify. Uh, she joined the race with some baggage. Some Democrats remain upset with her for ousting Al Franken. She was one. Was she the first? I think she was the first Democrat, the first Democratic senator to step out and say, no, Al Franken's got to go. He has to resign over the Me Too stuff. And people are pissed at her. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon. That wasn't just Kirsten Gillibrand. She previously had an A rating from the NRA and opposed amnesty for undocumented immigrants. I believe <laughs> I believe she was also pro, uh, pro-life at one point. Wow. Now she's gone to the complete other end of the yeah. spectrum she said oh wait what, what's that letter next to my name oh it's a d, oh, it's a d in new york oh, wow. <laughs> okay that's right wait no i hate babies you can kill them anytime you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay and guns oh my no they're far too scary and dangerous do you know they were only created for one purpose and one purpose only and that's to kill pre- to kill people to murder to create mayhem so yeah she just went completely off the deep end and it didn't work for her. It didn't work. So we oh, lost darn. her. We so lost what are we her. down to now? We are down to just 21 candidates now. Just the 21. Just a mere 21 <laughs> candidates. And there's no kids table debate for them either. No, it's one night. <laughs> one night. Uh, let me see. I've got the uh, debate. Oh, you've got, the, you've got the top 10? I have the top oh, 10. Oh, boy. I, I can't know you're wait excited about because this. Because this debate's coming up on uh, Thursday, the 12th of September. Let's start at the bottom of the puke barrel uh, <laughs> with uh, tech entrepreneur 
Andrew Yang. All and the right. Yang gang is made in. it. Yes. Yang gang. The math added up for Andrew. Uh, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren is in. Obviously, Bernie Sanders is in. Beto sneaked in somehow. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, uh, former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro. Wow, how does he get in traction? Me and Julio at the debate stage. <laughs> uh, South Bend, Indiana Mayor. Pete Buttigieg. Then there's uh, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker and, of course, Joe Biden. Those are the ten, and that's it. Nobody else. Hmm. It's just a limited party now. Are we sure Joe Biden is going to be able to make his way there? Is he going to find the stage? That's a good question. Uh, If his handlers do. It's just every single day something else. Yeah. uh, Yesterday, he forgot uh, Barack Obama's (laughs) name, it seemed. Uh, Here's... Here's uh, Joe struggling with that. another country and uh, annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. Right. He's yeah. saying that right. it was President, my boss, it was his fault. <laughs> President, my boss? <laughs> <laughs> they, they said it was President, my boss. <laughs> that is stunning. It's, it's actually becoming a... Really it's scary. Like, thing. Yeah, it's it's not. It's almost not funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost, almost. But, but it's Joe <laughs> but being not, Joe. Okay, if he doesn't have Alzheimer's, it is funny. Uh huh. But if he's got some form of de- dementia, then of course that Correct. is not. That is. And not then he funny. needs to stop running. And he needs to stop. He needs to get out. First of all, he needs to get out of the race, and then completely leave us alone on policy issues. Shut up, Joe. President, my boss. President, and he couldn't think of his name. Mm-mm. My boss. Let's see that one more time. That's incredible. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. Right. He's saying that it was President, my boss, it was his <laughs> fault. It's all- wow. That's scary, man. Wow. He could not think of Barack Obama's name. I, uh, seriously, that's... That's uh, not good, man. It's kind of chilling, mm-hmm. really. It's kind of chilling. Wow. And and will the uh, mainstream media pay attention to that? Will they cover that? I hope so. You remember every little slip-up oh. they had all over the news on George W. Bush? Mm-hmm. Every single time. And, you know, it was kind of fun because he was just a goofball. And he, he was not well-spoken. And he'd get caught up in something, and he'd be trying to c- come up with a word, <laughs> and, and, and and like, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not what I, what I mean to say is it's not uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd make fun of him for uh-huh. weeks on end. Yeah. It, it, well, are they gonna Are they gonna take note mm-hmm. that Joe Biden couldn't remember Barack Obama's name? Wow. Because I remember saying, boy, how embarrassing it was for Bush to forget the uh, WNBA champions, uh, the coach's name when he came to the White House to, to, you know, be greeted by the president. All right. Okay. So that was it. Was right. Like, you know, it's good to have you here. Coach. Uh, uh, coach. Coach. Co- coach of the. Houston. Uh, the Houston team. The, whatever your team. I don't know. <laughs> WNBA. Who cares? It's girls basketball. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody watches it. <laughs> What I'm saying is, uh, you, you know, they're from my home state, so I'm proud that they uh-huh. won anything. But uh, <laughs> but it's girls' basketball, so 
I'm not going to commit the brain cells to remembering your name for five minutes while you're in the Rose Garden with me, you know? But this is this is a big deal. Yeah, it's... Biden not remembering Obama's name. I think that's problematic. Mm-hmm. And that may not sure. even be his biggest problem from yesterday. There's more problems oh, well, from yesterday? Yeah, he's still in love with segregationists. All right. Uh, do we have that? Yeah, you want to see uh, that? Yes. Folks, you know... Uh, I, uh, I spent an awful lot of time in South Carolina uh, because of my good friend, and he was my great-great friend, and helped me a great <laughs> cool. deal through some very difficult times. You remember uh, his name? Um, Fritz Hollings. Yeah, okay, uh, he does. P.C. Hollings. And uh, mm-hmm. I miss him. Yeah! Yay! Yes, thank you for that loving message to a segregationist. Goodness. Now, is it a problem that he had a friend who happened to be... A great friend? A great friend. <laughs> who happened to be racist? I don't know. Do you... Can you, I, I guess in today's society, you would say, no, you shouldn't be friends with anybody who's racist because racism is the worst thing you can possibly be. You could be a mass murderer, but if you're killing your own kind, that's fine. If you're killing white, if a white person is killing white people, then that's fine. Or a black person is killing black people. Hmm. But if you start killing other races, then, or if you say you don't like other races, uh, then we've got to ostracize you. Uh, and- we might overlook the murder. Uh-huh. We're not overlooking the racism. So, uh, Fritz Hollings, by the way, mm-hmm. guess what party he belonged to? Guess, 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 guess. I'm going to say Democrat. What? How did you yeah. come up with that one? Mm, I don't know. Just wow. a wild stab in the dark. Because all racists come from the Democrat Party. Virtually uh, all racists and all racism. Institutional, anyway. The institutional racism that came from this U.S. government was from Democrats. Every single time. Somehow, they're completely exonerated of all that. They've washed their hands of that, and people let them get away with it. But it all came from Democrats. <laughs> Every freedom issue uh, began with Republicans. From the Emancipa- Emancipation Proclamation all the way through the Civil Rights Act of 1964, that was all devised, thought up, pushed hard, and uh, jammed into society by Republicans every step of the way. Yeah, Fritz Hollings uh, was the uh, South Carolina governor who put the uh, Confederate battle flag above the state house. Mm. Uh, he mm. sponsored anti-busing mm-hmm. measures. Oh wow! Uh, to uh, keep the schools separated. Wait, is that his good friend? His dear friend? Yeah, no, his great great friend. Great great friend. Okay, <laughs> and one of eleven senators who voted against the nomination of Thurgood Marshall as the first black justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, great, great friend. Great, great friend. Fritz he, Hollings. We miss him. Uh-huh. We miss. We lost him. Yeah, we and do. we miss him. We miss him bad. <laughs> At least uh, Joe does. Middle class Joe misses him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <sighs> strange, strange stuff. It's amazing how they got away with this. It really is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me take 60 seconds and tell you about Relief Factor. Because so many of us are in pain, chronically in pain. Every day you wake up and something hurts, and it's usually caused by inflammation. That's why uh, the doctors that created Relief Factor put four key ingredients in it that all help your body fight against inflammation. All natural. 100% drug-free, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You know, and this all we hear about now are opioids, op- opioid crisis. Every day. So if you don't want to get hooked up on opioids, because pretty soon they're just going to go, they're going to go away. Doctors are going to stop prescribing opioids and you're not even going to have that option. 
Just heard that from my pain specialist uh, the other day. Yeah, they're going away. <laughs> okay. So you want a drug-free, natural way to deal with your pain? This is it. Relief Factor. They've got a three-week quick start, just nineteen ninety-five. Try it for three weeks. If it works, you'll no doubt be like 70% of others who, or go on to order more after the quick start because it's working for them. Just like me. Absolutely. You started with a quick start too? Absolutely. And uh, trust me, I mean, please try this because um, mm-hmm. it works for so many of us. Yeah. And uh, when I go off it, for whatever reason... It's so comes right back, right? Absolutely. It's so obvious that it works for me. So if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, it's relieffactor.com. Ow. Unleashed. A tweet from Donald J. Trump. Uh-oh. A sad day for Democrats. <laughs> Smart Alec. I love it. Sad day for Democrats. Kirsten Gillibrand is dropped out of the presidential primary. I'm glad they never found out she was the one I was really afraid of. <laughs> wow. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. He, he is the only president ever who would do that, who would make that tweet. Yeah, well, we were talking about uh, this on Twitter last night, uh, me and the Padheads. Uh, someone suggested, you know, what other presidents would be great on Twitter? And I said, you know, John Adams would have been hilarious because mm-hmm. he's so angry and bitter and stuff. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, him and Jefferson, they were talking, you know, would go back and forth at each other. And then eventually it would be these long threads of intellectual giants talking about stuff. But uh, someone suggested uh, Andrew Jackson would not be a, a good thing to have let loose no, on Twitter. His Twitter feed would have, would have hurt him a little bit, I think. <laughs> Uh, same with Woodrow Wilson. Yep. Race again, racist Democrats. There we go. As always, racist Democrats. <laughs> so Kirsten Gillibrand is out. Good. Who's next? Who do you think will drop next? We got Cory Booker floundering. Beto, of course, who's just lost so much momentum. He's got negative momentum. <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, he's got nothing going for him at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, will it be Andrew Yang? Amy Klobuchar and Julian Castro are both wastes of time. Joe Sestak is running? Joe Sestak? I just learned this. New York Times, we'll tweet this out on Pat Unleashed, has this great link that just is interactive link mm-hmm. to everybody that's running. So it's like a quick reference guide. Uh, but uh, You know who else is running? Michael Bennett. You never hear of Michael Bennett. And he's the you most common sense that? of the group. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he'll be gone soon. Because if you don't make this debate... yeah. I think you're pretty well done. So we probably have four or five, maybe six, seven, eight who are going to drop out by, you know, maybe short before, right before the debate or shortly thereafter. And before you know it, Wayne Messam will qualify for the next debate because <laughs> he's right there. Wayne Messam. What, Wayne Messam is still in it. What did we figure out? There's three people in the entire country. Was it two or three people it was, that it are was, on board with him? It was three people. We're up to three. Okay, I didn't want yeah. to shortchange him. No, one please voter. don't. Sorry. Please don't. Forgot about his grandmother. Wayne Messam. Jeez. <laughs> that is not a name that springs immediately to mind when you think <laughs> potential president. <laughs> it's just... What, the, the mayor of Miramar, Florida? Yeah, it doesn't... Not immediately. Doesn't come to mind. No. All right. Maybe that's just a prejudice on my part. Yeah. I don't know. Because he's a white guy, and I I don't like white people. Wait, no. (laughs) Wait. No, wait. It's not that? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Also, there's a big new poll out. Everybody's making a big deal out of this. 
<clears throat> Trump in this new poll against the all the major Democrats loses to every one of them by at least nine points. All four major candidates, Trump loses by nine points, at least. To Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, he loses by 14, 53-39. Massachusetts Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, 52-40. Kamala Harris, 51-40. And Pete Buttigieg, 49-40. Get out of here. And we don't even hear much about him right now. No, like almost a- nothing. Did he even qualify for the debate? Did we mention his Yeah, name? he's in there, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, he, he is. In, yeah, South Bend Mayor. is made a big deal out of the South Bend Mayor, Pete Buttigieg. So Pete Buttigieg would not beat Donald Trump. No, I, I don't think any of these people do, frankly. Um, I, I don't know where they're getting this, but I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. Who do you think is his biggest threat now that uh, Kirsten Gillibrand has dropped out? I mean, because she was like like the (laughs) The one he was worried about. He was scared about her. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. (laughs) So, so now that she's gone, who do you think is most likely to win at this point? Is most likely to be the nominee to defeat to defeat who could defeat Trump of who's left? Because I I've lost any faith in Joe Biden. I don't even think he's going to get the nomination. So I'm not really scared about him right now. Maybe I should be. Yeah. But uh, I think... I, I think he handles all of these pretty easily. I Because, you know, Pocahontas, she's going to run against him. <laughs> that will be uh, a pleasure for him. It's interesting that, that at least on this page, and it's a, it's a huge packet you provided me with, mm-hmm. I don't see Biden's numbers against him. Why didn't they... Really? Yeah, I don't see it. I should have printed up a copy for me. You may, you may throw, throw them through that? Uh, for me to say. Let's see. 2020... Oh, yeah, it does have Biden. Uh, supposedly, Biden beats him 54-38. Jeez. 16-point victory for Joe Biden? No. That's just not happening. So the guy who can't remember the last president of the United States is going for to For whom he win. worked, yes. Yeah. President, yeah. my boss. Is going to be... Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump? I don't think so. Fifty-four thirty-eight, and this is a poll from. Uh, uh, is this Quinnipiac or is this uh, Pew Research? Is it any credible? Yeah, oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, it is Quinnipiac. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's oh, a Quinnipiac poll, which is they're re- well respected. Yeah, but I'm sorry, that's going right in the into the trash yeah, because it just can't happen. Much in that. That can't happen. Yeah, I just I, I, th- this is my analysis, and my gut says that's not accurate. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm just I choose not to believe that poll. Yeah. Sorry. Next. next. <laughs> that's where we're at because I, I I'm going to need to see some more numbers coming from other sources that that line up with that before I get on board with. If those. that's accurate, mm-hmm. uh, we're done. You might as well just turn off the country. <laughs> you might as well just shut it down. Good night now. Uh, it's been a good run, you know, a nice 243 year run we got going. It was fun. was fun while it lasted and now it's time to shut her down. So, uh, seriously, if any of them beat Trump, it's, it's an ugly, ugly nightmare. Wow. Uh, they all came out with their plans. You know, we've, we've got, uh, 
Kirsten Gillibrand just came out with big plans and then had to shut down her whole campaign. So oh, that didn't boy. that didn't work out really well for her, but well next week we get to hear all of their big plans on CNN during the climate change town hall coming up. Can you up imagine on Wednesday night? I mean, how agonizing is that going to be? That's going to be oh, dreadfully bad. Jeez. Oh man. Uh also the president has announced He's done with Fox News. Hmm? Just watched, he tweeted yesterday, uh, just watched Fox News heavily promoting the Democrats. Through their DNC communications director spewing out whatever she wanted with zero pushback by anchor Sandra Smith. Terrible, considering that Fox couldn't even land a debate. The Dems give them nothing. (laughs) CNN and MSNBC. I don't know, he threw those out. Because he's going to watch them now, um, you're going to get worse coverage there. I I can guarantee you that, Mr. President. I think he continued. You know, yeah, he continued. He ran out of his character limit because he was on a roll. Uh, so Donald J. Trump says, uh, are, "Are all in for the open border socialists?" Yeah, MSNBC and CNN. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's where it continued. Yeah. CNN and MSNBC are all in for the open border socialists. Fox hires give Hillary the questions, Donna Brazil. <laughs> okay, Juan not- <laughs> Williams and low rating Shep Smith. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Donna Brazil gets the uh, give crush, give that nickname, uh, give questions to Hillary nickname, mm-hmm. but Juan Williams doesn't even get a nickname? That's no, sad. He must have used all of his mojo on the previous uh, nickname mm-hmm. and he ran out of steam there. Okay, all right. Sad exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, Trump then tweeted, uh, tweeted that he's done with Fox News, saying, we have to start looking for a new news outlet. Fox isn't working for us anymore. Wow. Huh. That is, you know what? You know what I think this is? What's that? He's setting up Trump TV. He can't He can't be madly in love with Fox and then start a competing channel against him once he's done with the presidency. Now, he knows if he loses... He starts that channel in 2020, next year, probably. Uh-oh. Shortly after the election, maybe by 2021, 2022, he gets it rolling. If he a... wins, he still can't, you know, he's he knows in four years he's going to be setting up the TV channel anyway. Man, do you... Mm. I think there might be something to that. But do you... I, I think that the Trump TV thing may be something he's thinking about now. I'm on board with your theory on that. My Maybe I'm looking too deep here. I'm thinking... You think that he's concerned that he's going to lose in 2020? So now he's really starting to lay the anti-Fox News groundwork? And he's just doing it just in case. Okay. Just in case. He also tweeted, I don't want to win for myself. I only want to win for the people. The new Fox News is letting millions of great people down. (laughs) We have to start looking for a new news outlet. Fox isn't working anymore. Wow. Huh. I wonder what that new news network would be. And then it could it be that he comes up with one? You know what? There there aren't any. Huh. I'm going to have to start one myself. Uh-oh. And it's just something to consider. And a little something to think about. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, thousands of people have apparently returned to Mexico under Trump's immigration policy. The Migrant Protection Protocols. Uh, better known as Remain in Mexico policy, are regulations issued by former Secretary of Homeland Security uh, Kirsten Nielsen. Uh, 
under this plan, a subset of individuals who claim to be seeking asylum after being apprehended at the border now must wait for the results of their immigration court hearings in Mexico rather than being detained or more often released on their own recognizance in the United States. And it's apparently working. People are going back. Uh, for instance, in July, 11,804 went back rather than wait for their trial to be over. Uh, and it was 5,883 in June. So it's it really picked up the pace, more than doubled uh, the next month. Much more to get into. And uh, your thoughts at 888 or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let me tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens. This is the way to get really good nutrition into your body without having to eat vegetables. If you're really light on vegetable matter in your diet, this is the fix for you. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. And it's real food. It's not a fakey supplement. It's not an extract of any kind. It's actual food just made into a form you can tolerate. Take a scoop and put it into eight ounces of water. Stir it up. Tastes just like Kool-Aid. Or you can put it into a smoothie or whatever. It'll sweeten the drink. Go to BrickHousePat.com and get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. Now, if you're like me and your taste buds haven't changed since you were four years old (laughs) and you still hate broccoli like you did when you were four, um, BrickHouse Nutrition's Field of Greens is the answer for you. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Hmm. I'm sure where that came from. Hmm. Does it's that weird. have to do with anything? It's really strange. Is it coming from the uh, ceiling? Or where's the... I don't know. Maybe Martin hit a wrong button. In there. You know, Martin, we've talked about this. <laughs> Sorry, I can't find the button to turn it off. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was reading an article yesterday by a guy... I really liked for a long time. Uh, Dick Harmon is a sports writer for the Deseret News in Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. And, uh, he, I mean, he's been there forever. He was there when I lived there the first time around in like, the early 80s. Um, but his headline was, hey, ESPN, stop calling this, this rivalry the Holy War. <laughs> what? What? <Yeah. laughs> and his, his reasoning? Because it's not a war and it's not holy. I thought he was going to say what? because you can't Come have a on. holy war if one of the combatants is a bunch of godless, godless animals. animals. Exactly. That's where I thought he was going. No. And then he went on to explain that, you know, hey, there are there are Mormons among the the Utes and okay. there are non-Mormons among BYU. Stop it. It's just a fun, excellent, a really catchy name for that rivalry. Yeah. It wasn't always called this. No, but... Somebody came up with it, and it's awesome. Wow. What do you okay. mean, stop calling Utah wasn't stop always it. called Utah, the state <laughs> that you're writing right. from, man. Good grief. Crazy stuff. <laughs> anyway. people get stressed out I about. know. I know. Uh, I thought, the first time I heard it, I thought, yes, why haven't we always called it that? It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. At Pat Unleashed, uh, Michael NP1701 tweets, the pollsters, are getting their data from the same place they got the landslide win of Hillary. Their backsides. I don't believe them either. <laughs> yeah, they're just pulling this stuff out of their butts. Mm-hmm. Andy, 
it's sad that everyone's just ignoring that the strongest competition is really coming from de Blasio. <laughs> Wait, it is? <laughs> I guess. I don't know that he knows that. <laughs> Shark Girl M, I've heard of Messamentum, but I don't recall who on earth Wayne Messam actually is. <laughs> right. Messamentum. Love that Believe expression. <laughs> uh, let's see. From Don't Call Me Puddin'. <laughs> It's a shame that Bernie Sanders picked a bag that punches above its weight. <laughs> Do we have that video? Oh, yeah. Oh, watch uh, Bernie get hit in the face uh, by a punching bag. Mm-hmm. Golly. That's just Boom. not good. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh, and then I mean, he, gets hit to, he gets hit a couple of times, it looks well, like. Well, I think he's just looping it. Yeah. They're just looping it. Oh, yes. Okay. Whoa. Hello. Whoa. Almost knocks his glasses off. Oh, hey. Okay, so he looked uh, really good there. Then, of course, uh, Jeffy brought up yesterday the softball uh, video that he was playing softball. (laughs) And the little leaguers get him out. Threw him out. Wow, that's uh, that was that was a tough. Uh, That is adorable. The first, isn't that cute? That's so 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 cute. That's what it is. Let's see that one more time because I I uh, look at him. I stepping down the line. The swing, the swing wasn't that bad. It's right. the it's running the to run, first place. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where you think, okay, no, you shouldn't be doing that, Burn. Mm-hmm. We're feeling the burn for you uh-huh. uh, there. Also from uh, Mike Hermanette. Hey, Democrats, quit trying to act like an average person. You all suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, the Steve 42. You can't say Democrats are racist. That's racist. Wait. Oh, that's a, I think he's right. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Uh, Glenn found that out 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, let's see. From Mr. Dunn69, I predict that Spartacus will be the next to go, and he'll be angry doing it. Wow. And he's angry doing everything. So, yes, that's, that's it. Yeah. We should have a, yeah, a we poll should, we who should, will be next. We should somehow figure out. Yeah, let's. Hmm. Asteroid Deflectors Painting Service. I guess all of those unsold Gillibrand t-shirts will be going to third world countries now. <laughs> they probably uh, they probably printed up tons extra thinking, oh, this is it. We're going to get these dollar donations and we're going to mm-hmm. send out so many. No. Express tweeting consent. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is out. I didn't even know her campaign was struggling. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. <laughs> and then uh, somebody named Monique Worthy tweeted, <laughs> Kirsten said she was ending her campaign for president today. Girl, I ain't even know you were running. <laughs> I love that. Girl, I ain't even know I you were running. I ain't even know you were running. So that's great. Yeah. So yeah, who's next? Is it <sighs> Cory Booker? Is it Beto? Andrew Yang? So Amy Klobuchar? Okay. Julian Castro? Michael Bennett? Wayne Messam or Bill de Blasio? Well, hold on. Should we, since, you know, there's so many small potatoes like this Joseph stack, you know, stuff like that, should we limit our choices to just the 10 that made the debate uh, coming up uh, next week? No? Because mm, I, mean, no, I don't think any of them will drop out next. Okay. Right? If you're in well, the no, debate. Well, I'm no, saying, I'm saying, should we pick just say which of the final 10, you know, that <clears> made the debate? Because Messam's going to drop out. Sestak's going to drop out. But uh, I don't know. Klobuchar is going to drop out. You think she's next? No, probably not next, but she'll she'll be soon. Well, she has a comedy tour that she can uh, latch on to if uh, 
Yeah, she's if really the presidential funny. run doesn't work out. I guess she had some uh, really good material <laughs> the other day. Uh, here she is and in action. At climate change, sweeping legislation, and there's all kinds of things you can do there from uh, the, the investment in research and development, which we're going to need so dearly if we want to not just get to the goals that we have mm-hmm. for year 2050, mm-hmm. but there's going to be still CO2. There's going to be problems. Even if we make dramatic changes, it's going to remain in the air. So we're going to have to think through how we do that okay appliance standards one of my only climate change go- jokes that i can give you is that we will build a fridge to the next century <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, wow that was stupid Boy, she was proud that of herself was at that stupid. moment Oof. Did she say pretty good at the end? <laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, she liked that. Yeah, she liked it. Nobody else did, but Ooh. she liked it. I'm going with jokes that I can give you is that we will build a fridge to the next century. Yes. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going with her. She's the next to drop out today. Like today, right now. Drop out. I wish they'd all drop out. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Every single one. From Joe to Bernie to all of them. Just go away. Go away. That Bernie talking about uh, bragging up communist China yesterday. Isn't oh. he wonderful? Oh. And isn't China What is wonderful? your view of China? <clears throat> oh, oh, wait. There's no, that's... That wasn't him on China. That was him at the softball field. <laughs> Cut five. China today. Do you believe China represents an existential threat to the American worker? No, I wouldn't use the word existential threat. No, you wouldn't. Because they're communists. I think China uh, yeah. is a country. It's a country, yes. It's moving, that right. unfortunately, in a more authoritarian uh-huh. way in a number of directions. Right. Uh, we would have hoped that they would move toward a democratic, yeah. more democratic form of government and moving in the opposite direction. Yeah, but... Um, but and they are a country that vigorously mm-hmm. protects their own interests. But what we have to say about China, in fairness, what, what do we, in fairness, to let's China be and its yeah, leadership, China. is if I'm not mistaken, they have made more progress in addressing extreme poverty yeah, how? than any country in the history of civilization. A douche! So they've done a lot of things for their people. How did that happen? How did they make progress feeding their people? Because in addition to communism, they added... Capitalism! <laughs> that is unbelievable. What a <clears throat> what a non-self-aware thing to say. That is just stupid. Yeah, they brought 400 million out of poverty. How? By going away from communism and uh, allowing the free market to work in their country for a while. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, in fairness, China... China has <laughs> so hard to take, just so hard to take. Uh, Nikki Haley was recently talking about uh, socialism and the fruits of socialism. What a great system that is. Um, and maybe she could teach Bernie a thing or two. Okay, if socialism works, they throw <clears throat> out how happy everybody would be. But no one asked the extra question. Mm -hmm. Well, why is Venezuela like that? Well, what happens? My friend had to get surgery, a knee surgery in Canada. She ended up coming to Washington State to get it done Mm -hmm. because she would have to wait eight months. Well, she could afford to do that. What does that say for those people that can't afford it? Is socialism good for them? And so I think that, you know, when Bernie says, 
you know, health care for all. And, and, and Elizabeth is saying, oh, free college tuition for all. It's dangerous because you're talking in sound bites and you're not actually saying, oh, but do you know what debt we're going to put on the country? Do you know what we're going to have to sacrifice for that? Yeah. Well, they don't care. Mm-mm. They they couldn't care less. Uh, they just want to weaken this country, and that's that's what they would do if they installed their policies. Yeah. Nikki Haley, twenty twenty four. She's great. She really is good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, let me tell you about uh, Riduzone. Riduzone is a way to uh, help you stop eating sooner than you probably otherwise would. There is a molecule in our in our body that is called OEA, and it sends a signal to your brain you're full, and we just we get really good at ignoring it and don't have enough of it uh, a lot of times, and that's where Riduzone comes in. It's it's it contains OEA, and so it strengthens that signal to your brain that you're full, so you stop eating sooner and don't gain weight, eat less, exercise, and you're going to lose weight. Yeah, it's kind of a tried and true formula that really does work. Plus, Riduzone is not a stimulant. doesn't contain any caffeine. It's, it contains OEA, and that's about it. Go to Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Zone.com. They're really confident this is going to help you, so they're offering a 30-day money-back guarantee. And you can save 30% on a three-month supply at Riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Well, I like this from Apple. Apple has uh, come out with a statement. They're sorry they've been eavesdropping on your sex life. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have allowed some of our uh, third-party vendors to uh, listen in on the sex that you've been having. And we've been listening to through Siri. <laughs> yeah, we. I'm sorry. Who could have seen that coming? Nobody. Wow. Yeah, they employed third-party contractors to listen to... They employed them to do this. To listen to audio recordings picked up by Siri's uh, voice assistant, including when the voice assistant program was accidentally triggered by muffled background noise. Huh. (laughs) The practice in which Apple had contractors listen to recordings to grade Siri's performance, and then they probably graded the performance of the people they were listening to, I'm going to give that an interlude a C. That didn't sound... uh... Anyway, it made waves after a whistleblower said the voice assistant routinely recorded people having sex, as well as making drug deals and discussing confidential medical information. Wow. The big statement was, we realize we haven't been fully living up to our ideals, and for that, we apologize. No. What you realized is... That because somebody spilled the beans about what you're doing, your true despicable selves were caught red-handed. Wow. We realize we haven't been fully living up to our ideals. Where were those high ideals at the beginning of this process? Seems like they should have kicked in, I don't know, before you allowed people to eavesdrop uh, with Siri. Seems like you shouldn't have hired a third-party contractor to listen into these recordings, and it seems like you shouldn't be listening to these recordings at all. Apple and their high ideals. What a bunch of bullcrap. But again, how could we have seen this coming? Yeah, it's right. I mean, there's just right. a microphone sitting in the middle of your house. That's right. 
Uh, you can't expect that it's going to pick up the noises and the sounds <clears throat> coming from the inside of your house. All the things we suspected, all the things we've talked about being possibilities, and everybody told us in the beginning, oh, no, that's not going to... They're not interested in listening to your sexual habits. Troglodyte. <laughs> Troglodyte. You don't like new technology? Don't be a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. What are you, a Luddite? That's is that word. what you yeah, are? That's it's a Luddite. Yeah. You're afraid of technology. Yeah, uh, and all of this stuff has come to fruition. All of it, and probably much more than we even recognize. And the problem is, nothing's going to come of it because uh, we are too married to our Apple products. We're too married to our phones, to our iPads, to our computers. We're not going to do a thing about it. What are we going to do about it? You gonna Are you going to boycott Apple products? No, nobody's going to do that. Are you going to boycott uh, Google? No. Android? No. Nobody's going to do that. Uh, we all know what Google is doing. Google is manipulating their algorithms. Facebook is manipulating their algorithms and screwing conservatives right and left every single day of every single week, and we do nothing about it. We still use their stuff. We're still on their platforms, and we're still using the devices. Until we've had enough of this, it's going to continue. And and they every once in a while, you'll you'll hear something come out that, yep, it's confirmed. They're listening to you having sex. Yeah, uh, we're sorry for that. We don't live up to our high ideals. Uh, you know what? We're going to do a little bit better now. We're, now that we got caught, uh, you're going you're gonna to try to placate you by saying uh, we'll do better, and uh, <laughs> we won't, but we're, we're going to say it. Okay. <laughs> and that'll be it. Yep, and then we'll forget. And we forget. And move on. And we just keep using the products because they are fantastic, and it is hard to give them up. Uh-huh. I, man, I was just talking to my daughter about this the other day because she mentioned something about not having a cell phone. And I forget what we were talking about, but there was a story about somebody who couldn't get a hold of of their loved ones. And she said, well, man, it was, man, that's what happened when we didn't have cell phones. I'm like, yeah, how did we survive that time period? We were fine at the time. We were fine. But we can't go back there now because... We have a new reality. Yeah. And we're just too married to it. We didn't know we needed them. Right, but now... Now we need them. Holy cow, (laughs) are we ever hooked. It's like crack. They gave us a little crack, and uh, they got us addicted to it, and now there's no turning back. (laughs) So Yeah, it started with uh, being able to uh, make a phone call while you're driving down the road, and now (laughs) it's... uh, I'm watching my football game right now on my phone. You are not getting this back. Yeah, right. And if that means that they're going to listen to you and your wife having sex every once in a while, eh, well, I'll just try not to think about it. <laughs> Wait, what's <laughs> or the Or maybe we'll be a little more quiet <laughs> when we have sex. Put the phones in the closet. <laughs> uh, it's, it's insane. Also, uh, who's behind all of this? Steve Jobs. Wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean? You thought he died, what, eight years ago? Right. Nope. We just found the guy in Egypt. Did we? Right (gasps) there. There he is. Steve Jobs on the left. Steve, no job on the right. (laughs) (laughs) He's got no job, but he's in a a robe in Uh. Egypt 
is listening intently to some of his friends talk about who knows what, but he's recording them right now secretly on his... No, no, no. Yeah, he's sitting there. He's li- mm-hmm. Him and his buddies are listening to Siri inside your home right now. They're like, huh. That does look like Steve Jobs, doesn't That's it? interesting. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, really I wouldn't have expected to, to find him in Egypt. That's a smart place <laughs> well, to hide. Well, yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be dead. He uh-huh. can't just be wandering around Seattle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so there he is. We, f- we found him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was so good. Little he's, doppelganger. He's still secretly listening to you in your bedroom uh, <laughs> on a pretty regular basis. Hey, did Lawrence O'Donnell just apologize for getting a story wrong on Donald Trump? Yeah. Lawrence O'Donnell? When was the last time we talked about Lawrence O'Donnell? It's uh, It's been a while. You want to see that? But here's... Yeah, here's... Lawrence apologizing for getting a story wrong. It's time for the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. Good evening, Lawrence. Good evening, Rachel. Thank you. Appreciate it. Last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I repeated statements. A single source told me about the president's finances and loan documents with Deutsche Bank, saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Uh Had it Mm -hmm. gone through that process, Uh I would Mm -hmm. not have been permitted to report it. I Hmm. should not have said it on air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. This afternoon, attorneys for the president sent us a letter asserting the story is false. They also demanded a report. A retraction. And he apologized. He said, I'm and sorry. Said, yeah. <laughs> he had to. <laughs> that gray unleashed. Traffic and weather together every seven minutes on the threes. All morning long. 888 We are committed to getting you to work on time and uh, in one piece. That's thoughtful. I think so. Every seven minutes on the threes? Every seven minutes on the threes. You can count on it. You can count on it. Take that to the bank. That's good. My friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, I'm not sure where that fight song is coming from. I don't know, but I dig it. On we go to vanquish that foe tonight. BYU, Utah. It is the Holy War. BYU unbeaten and untied this season. I was just going to. Taking on the Utes. The godless animals over at the University of Utah. So, Final score prediction? I don't know the score. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to say 35-21 BYU. I like it. I've been maintaining 14 points. And, you know, in part, that's because I don't want to be a wreck uh, all night, vomiting blood throughout the entire game. I want them to have a comfortable lead, and I want them to maintain that comfortable lead the entire game. Right, right. Say a 25-point lead would keep you from vomiting (laughs) profusely. (laughs) Well, a 20-point lead, actually, when that happened last year, uh, when they played and BYU had them 20 to nothing at halftime, Mm -hmm. 27 to 7 late in the third quarter. Oh, I wasn't even going there. Okay. I I still thought, yeah, you weren't going there? Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. Oh, you were going to the Atlanta direction. Because I was Yeah, BYU telling... blew a lead like that, too. Yeah, well, in front of the world. <laughs> well, yes, in front of, it was on ESPN, yeah. so yes. Yeah, I'm just saying the international audience got to see the worst collapse of all time by my team. That was awesome. Yeah. 17 minutes and 7 seconds left in that contest, up by 25 That's points. about the amount of time. Yeah. 
Utah came it's storming no fun back. When you're on the, oh my uh, gosh, it sucks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I was a little nervous still. If yeah. if they would have scored one more touchdown before the Utes started their comeback, yeah. I would have been pretty pretty so, confident. So let's just say hypothetically, you are within mm-hmm. field goal range and you have a all pro kicker. Would mm-hmm. you would you would you keep trying to um, pass the ball down <laughs> the field, or would no, you I don't maybe think just so. set up for a game-clinching field goal? Not bitter, yeah. just saying, yeah, I'm bitter. Might run it into the middle of the uh, field. Something. Just set up the just something. The kick right between the hash marks. How about shotgun formation? Would you uh, do that? No. And maybe have a uh, running back that decided. No, but look, he needed I'm a- not an NFL uh, coach. I'm not an uh, offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator. Mm-hmm. I far be it for me to second guess them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is really fun though to have football back. Yes, we we've got one more dumb week of the NFL preseason, <laughs> and then we're fully full frontal football is back uh, the next week. So what are we? Two weeks from tomorrow, or yeah, two weeks from tomorrow, or one week from one tomorrow? Week, one week from tomorrow. It's we a have week from tomorrow. More on trivia for more on trivia. So a week from today. Wow. You, myself, wow. Jeffy, and Stu will be in here doing our uh, win-loss predictions you right. know, for NFL teams. Right. And then the next day, more on trivia. So eight days away from more on trivia returning. Tell me that's not exciting. Patriots and Steelers. Tell me that doesn't make you feel good on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It makes you. It makes me feel great. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, also, later on today, maybe in half an hour or so, uh, Merrill Hodge is going to be on. He's written books about his concussion and uh, his syndrome. He's had concussions. Uh, he's a former NFL player. He played running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, among others. Um, also, his son happened to play for BYU for a while. And then this year, retired from football entirely because of injuries. So, be interesting to get his thoughts about that. Yeah. He was really hacked off when BYU took him uh, from quarterback to running back. Really, really displeased. Wonder if he has a prediction for tonight's uh, uh, game. I bet he does, and it's probably not. It's probably probably not promising for BYU because <laughs> oh, no. I don't think he's a fan anymore. Oh no, uh, he might be. I mean, maybe he'll surprise us. But but also, he had a battle with cancer, right? That he's been talking yes, about lately. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. I think in the early two thousands. Uh, so it should be interesting to to talk to him about that with football just around the corner. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. <clears throat> Got this. Uh, Bernie was discussing China and Swank Think says so. The open socialist is worried about authoritarianism. <laughs> <clears throat> That's yep. good. Good point. Well, they pretend, you know, like you can be this free society and socialist or communist when they know better. I mean, they. They just think they're going to be able to do it better, and nobody can, frankly, because uh, uh, it it always turns out poorly. And we, we know that only because it has every single time. Uh, Wes Usury says, Bernie was confused by the question. You asked about China, not China. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And from uh, the Steve 42, it's the next Democrat to drop. <laughs> Will it be our contestants, Wayne Messam, <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, 
Beto O'Rourke. Oh, yes, go. Andrew Yang. Michael Bennett. Bill de Blasio. Or Joe Sestak. Wow. <laughs> they just thought him being in the race is funny, I think. <laughs> I don't I'm think like, they realized it. Joe Sestak. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. No, he's really in it. He is. He's in it. No, seriously. No, he is. Joe Sestak is in the race. He's no, like, I, I, come on. Aww. He's like the bachelor that like the chick is ignoring. It's down to these two guys. It's like, are there, is there a third guy over there? <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. We didn't get through the full apology from uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. And I, don't, I really don't want to shortchange him on this because this, uh, this is a nice moment. For Lawrence, he's really <laughs> sincere because, well, because he was forced to be, frankly. <laughs> he had a court order that said so. No. <laughs> yeah. He had a bunch of lawyers bearing down on his uh, rectum that were uh, scaring the hell out of him. Rectum, darn near killed him. Uh, but but uh, but he, he, he brought up a story that was not well sourced. You know, far be it from MSNBC to ever do that. They only do it every day. But the president and his team really took exception to it. So here's Lawrence last night. It's time for the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. Good evening, Lawrence. Good evening, Rachel. Thank you. Appreciate it. Last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I repeated statements. A single source told me about the president's finances and loan documents with Deutsche Bank saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Had it gone through that process, I would not have been permitted to report it. I should not have said it on air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. This afternoon, attorneys for the president sent us a letter asserting the story Mm -hmm. is false. They also Mm -hmm. demanded a retraction. Tonight, we are retracting the story. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate, but the fact is we do know it wasn't ready for broadcast. And for that, I apologize. Hmm. Wow. He's like a stand-up guy. You know what? Yeah, he's... I hate his politics. Yeah, well, he's a socialist and he's admitted that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's hard to take. But yeah, I think... And, you know, he was forced to be a stand-up guy here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can't go on air with one source. No. Somebody just told you that Russians co-signed a loan with the president of the United States? (laughs) Right. You might want to look into that. You might want to vet that. Yeah. Before rushing to the camera. That's, I mean, that's crazy. If, if somebody just told you that and you went to air with it and said the words, if true, I mean, that doesn't, when you're supposedly a journalist, yeah, that's not good. And, and and I don't want it to seem like I really love Lawrence O'Donnell, but I just remember him, you know, praising the Koch brothers for saving his life because he was yes in a hospital in Europe after a nasty car wreck. Yeah. But, and you compare uh, that to Bill Maher and what exactly. he had to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Uh, 888-933-93. A few years back, <clears throat> Linda Green started noticing crows would occasionally uh, drop by for a rest <laughs> on her fire escape in San Francisco. Uh, and rather than shoo them away, as some people might, I certainly would. Yeah. That'd be creepy, frankly. Right? Yeah. I don't want oh, crows. Crows? Of all the birds be hanging out on your stoop? Yeah, that seems weird. Ugh. She decided to welcome them. I just started putting out some food on my fire on my fire escape when I'd see them. 
<laughs> Simply watching the crows was rewarding enough for her, but apparently the birds decided she deserved something more. Oh, Yeah. Isn't that nice? Okay. It was a piece of crumpled up foil <laughs> from the top of a champagne bottle. Okay. Somebody's litter? Yeah, but... Uh, apparently a really shiny treasure in the eyes of a crow. Oh, that's so sweet. That's why you don't welcome the crows. Right. You tell them to go they're away. They're creepy. They bring that's, you weird stuff. I don't want stuff. that. What are you giving me that for, idiots? <laughs> what am I going to do with this? <laughs> so they brought her little little treats. Okay. She admits to being somewhat skeptical at first that the foil was actually meant for her, but then the gifts just, just kept coming. <laughs> What, poop on the railing? <laughs> Here's a little gift for you. <laughs> here's, a, here's a little present. I thought you might enjoy this. Uh, okay, there it is. <laughs> In time, the crows brought her various items. Colorful rocks. Okay. Bones. Nuts from shells. Once, they even brought her a gummy bear. Oh, wow. And you get to eat that after it's been in a crow's mouth, which mm. is really, really a treat. Mm. She chose not to eat it, actually, but oh. she appreciated the gesture Gesture, anyway. The crow's most recent gift to her, uh, though they probably just broke, it was just a broken off piece of machinery, yeah. it does have an artful quality the birds must have thought she would like. Yeah, they must have thought that. Yeah, show us that 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 uh, image again. Look at that. There it is. Aw, a little gift from the birds. <laughs> so they brought her this. Yeah. Hey, we thought this was kind of cool. Can you do anything with it? Yeah. I'm a creepy... Can you put that in your bank account? Crow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm more creeped out or, you know... I don't know either. It's it's endearing. Yeah, sort of. So let's just say they were doing it on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're smart. Smarter than we give them credit for. Because you made the comment the other day... They are. They're that animals mm-hmm. are, are smarter than we realize. Way smarter than we realize. And I am going to force... Or well, the dogs with food. Do- dogs with food. I yeah. uh, want you to see this video. Watch this. Uh, I want to see the dogs with okay, food. Cool. This, Watch this is apparently uh, <clears throat> proof that animals are smarter than we think. Yeah. Look at that. See, he's just teasing his little puppy. That's not nice, man. A little chicken leg there. Look at this one. He's like, okay. Nope. And he gives it to the other dog. Now, that was cool. So the second dog uh-huh. takes it out of the owner's hand. Stop messing around. The You're owner is rude. teasing one of the dogs with it. The other dog... Puts his paw in a hand, pulls it over to him, takes the the snack yeah. out of his hand, puts it in the other dog's bowl. Yeah. Says, "Hey, go ahead, eat it." Go Instead ahead. of eating it, you know, look like, at he's that. Kind of taking it for himself, and he's like, "No, come on now, stop being a jerk." That's precious. I love that. That's that is really so cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. That is a good animal video. Yeah, um... I have to admit, that's. Oh. A good animal video. And then there's another smart dog <clears throat> that was on the Blaze website yesterday. All right. Uh, you got to see this. Go ahead and roll it. The, the, the dog faking the leg injury, and uh, he's just dragging his leg. Look at that. So sad. Oh, no. He's got a broken leg or something, and he's just... Look at it. I feel oh, bad wow. for him, right? That's and he's really like, sad. So, nope. No, I'm fine. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing nah, that. I'm just trying to get some sympathy here. Yeah. He lives on the streets there, and he tries to get food and gets pet. Now, watch this. So... So he's hanging out, and then, you know, eventually this uh, guy on a motorcycle comes by, and he's like, oh, I got to uh, I got, I got to put on my, my show again for this other guy. So I can be, here we go. Yeah, look at me. Oh, I'm so sad. I have a broken leg. Will you help me, Mr. Motorcycle Guy, please? 
Look, he doesn't even run out of the way when the motorcycle comes by. Look at it. He's like, please, please. Hey, what's wrong with that dog? Uh, I'm really hurt. Oh, come and help me. Nah, you seem cool. Let's play. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. That is really... That's really something. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I had to give you some animal videos. Thanks for obliging. Mm. <clears throat> 888 Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Um, there was a time when America would come together during times of tragedy. You know, even after 9-11, we came together for what? Two and a half um, weeks. Oh, yeah. That's, I was going to say a month. Maybe uh, a month at the most. No, I, I remember at the two and a half week <clears throat> mark, Tom Daschle came out and said, when is the president <clears throat> going to do something about this? <clears throat> and, you know, pretty much those days are gone now. <clears throat> we don't even come together for a minute and a half afterwards. <laughs> um, and it's sad because that's been partly funded by big mobile companies like Verizon who give your hard-earned dollars to radical left-wing groups. But there is an alternative. It's veteran-led Patriot Mobile. With plans starting as low as $25 a month, you get the same crystal clear nationwide service with a portion of your bill going to causes you support and you believe in. So we can come together, at least as conservatives, and support a business that is not going to uh, try to undermine everything we believe in. And as they've got a special offer going. You can upgrade your phone to a brand new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. That includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, a high-quality camera, and a lot more. It's really easy to switch. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, select your plan, and save $180 on a brand new Moto Z3 Play today. The supplies are limited, so hurry. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. He's got no time for morons, except Friday. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. And uh, thanks for joining us, 888 we got We got to try to get through some of this AOC Instagram thing. <laughs> She's making mac and cheese in her kitchen and talking, just babbling endlessly about climate change and i mean soylent green essentially <laughs> it's it's really amazing I can't wait let's see how much we can endure how can we save the climate i'm trying to have a nice life mm. i understand mm-hmm. this completely obviously yeah, obviously um, it's yeah so I, you even while i was on vacation uh-huh I woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> at 3.30 in the morning. Right. Um, um, just concerned about, about climate change. Pause it for I, a second. Um, okay, so she literally says she wakes up in the middle of the night. 3.30. 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> which, by the way, is the beginning of our day every day, but <laughs> be that as it may. She wakes up concerned about climate change. In the middle of the night. <laughs> what an idiot if that's true. Do you do you believe that? I don't I don't know that I buy that. Uh I don't know. That's a great question. If she believes it's gonna end in twelve years, maybe she does. I don't know. She's that's nuts. crazy. All right. There's more. A lot more. I'm twenty nine years old. Mm-hmm. I really struggle sometimes with the idea of how to think 
be a policymaker <laughs> and potentially have right. a family and in the right, time of climate change. Yeah, you yeah. probably shouldn't. It really, <laughs> like, you know, you shouldn't. Like what? Don't it do freaks it. me out, and it can be really, really scary. It um, can. Uh-huh. It can be really. We are kind of really blowing scary. past a lot of the markers that Lots scientists thought would happen years from now, and yeah. they're actually happening happening now. Yeah, Our like what? Are melting. Uh, Our sea levels are rising. Stop it. And um. And um. Our sea levels are rising. She's sometimes scared. too sometimes about the world that uh-huh. I'm going to be living in yeah. that we're all going to be living in it's okay but um, in 12 years re- relax I'm, I sometimes fear mm-hmm. what we're going to be living with when I'm yeah. 40 50 yeah. 60 you years as a old. congresswoman still. I'm scared about disease are you? Uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot Listen to this. of <clears throat> scary Scary. There are a lot of things There's frozen a lot of in the tundra. I should put a timer on. Frozen. This. Oh yeah, put put a timer on. It. Timer. And then tell us about the disease frozen in the tundra because yeah. I want to hear about that. Wait, how's she going to make it to sixty if we're dead there in twelve years? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of frozen in some of these glaciers in the glaciers um that okay. scientists fear that there's a potential that a lot of diseases could um <laughs> escape these what? melted glaciers things that were frozen for thousands of years <laughs> okay and that they're uh. going to get into our water and that oh, man. could contract them yeah and they are going to be diseases that are thousands of years old that huh. have vectors that that have vectors we are not prepared for that we right. have never seen um Thank you for a new worry and that I so, now you know, have. That's a concern. And, mm-hmm. um, even mm. if there are no diseases frozen at all in these glaciers, <laughs> right? You have I can't pause that for a second. Are- I don't even don't even consider that possibility. That's so unlikely that there aren't diseases frozen in glaciers. Come on! Of course there are. Ancient, million-year-old yeah. diseases that are just waiting. For the glaciers to melt so they can release themselves into our population. Waiting for sunrise. Mm-hmm. Probably the disease that killed the dinosaurs oh, no. is frozen, locked up in one of these glaciers. Shouldn't be messing around with that. And if it would kill something that big, it'll certainly kill us. Diseases frozen in glaciers. All right. You know, I um, will sleep uh, wow. in the middle of the night. I think of, man, just what if the dumbest people in America... Become suddenly rise to power. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Me up at night. I think of some of that too. Oh, speaking of which, there's more. Oh, spread by mosquitoes, mm-hmm. and now mosquitoes are starting to fly further north that carry diseases like malaria and yeah, um, malaria, and a whole slew of other things. The slew. And uh, mm-hmm. and there are you know parts of the United States. Maybe we should use DDT on them then. Stupid. Going to have to contend with but no, because of environmentalists like you. Of the world before. Uh-huh. Um, Let's buy Greenland. We could all move so there. There's disease. There's sea level rise. Disease, there sea is, level rise. There's. Uh, and by the way, uh, sea level rise is, is probably one of the most expensive parts right, about because climate change. Um, you well, think all the coastal cities our gone. economy to decarbonize yeah. and save the planet is going to be expensive. Uh-huh. Try not decarbonizing yeah. our economy okay. and allowing sea levels to rise. There you every go. coastal city we can't to go afford not every to. Every Midwestern city <laughs> or mm-hmm. large swaths of the middle of the country experiencing right. drought uh-huh. on a level that we have not is seen. Is a swath like um, a slough? That's going to be way more expensive. It's similar. You okay. think uh, artificially having to create mm-hmm. our food supply because the earth 
and the earth earth no longer longer can can sustain sustain growing growing fruits naturally or the sun is scorching the earth so much that we can't grow I mean, I can't can't do it anymore. All of this because the temperature has risen Mm -hmm. 0.9 degrees in 100 years has created that kind of mindless Mm -hmm. hysteria. A slew of other problems. Wow. And they won't even deal with the mosquitoes in Africa that they could be dealing with. Why? Because it seems racist to use DDT on them, something we banned back in the 60s. That I think has mostly come back in America, but we can't reintroduce it into the African continent because it's racist. And we once banned it here. Just kill the freaking mosquitoes. They're responsible for more deaths than any other being on this planet. She is dumb. Oh, my gosh, she's stupid. <laughs> oh, man, she is. I mean, but stupid would be a compliment for her. <laughs> By the way, speaking of li- living on coastal cities, uh, do we have the photograph of the mansion uh, Barack Obama oh, is buying at Martha's Vineyard? Uh, let's take a look at that and and its proximity to, I don't know, the water. <laughs> Yeah, that place is going to be under under you know fifty feet of water within what a decade? Yeah, right. That's not a good purchase, Barack. Uh, yeah, that's according to scientists that he hired. What a moron! When he was president. Are you kidding me? This shows you right there that fifteen million dollar purchase of his shows you he's not serious about this sea level right. rise nonsense. It also shows you what uh, public service can buy you. Sure does. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh-huh. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hopefully, we've got uh, Merrill Hodge on next. Pat Gray. Uh, there may or may not be a really big game uh, in college football tonight, and then of course we got this last week of of uh, NFL preseason to get through, and then Nobody. next week. <laughs> The real thing begins. Nobody get hurt tonight, please. <laughs> NFL football uh, coming back soon. I mean, we're we made it. We pretty much have made it through the long, hot, dry summer without football. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, there there is hope. There is um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> and uh, Merrill Hodge joins us. Um, Merrill, who of course. And a former NFL football player uh, with the Steelers and others. A co-author of the book Brainwashed, The Bad Science Behind CTE and the Plot to Destroy Football. Uh, Merrill, welcome back uh, to the to, to the blaze. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, hey. Remind us about the war on football and why CTE and that whole thing isn't so cut and dry as what we've been led to believe by the media. Well, all you got to do is start with probably the thing that tipped it over for me uh, that really drove it, drove me to write a book. Because I didn't set out to write a book. I just really wanted to know what the facts were, what the science really said. So I met with a budget individual, a neuropathologist, and they kept going back to, they, they said the same thing. They're like, Merrill, it's an observation state from a scientific perspective. Nobody knows what causes it and, it, and we don't know what it causes. And I said, oh, now wait a minute, that's not what I hear. And they're like, well... Uh, what you hear is incorrect because in the scientific literature, we have cases of people who have CT, the pattern CT, never played football, 
never had a concussion, never had a history of head trauma. And I'm like, oh, wow. Then how, how in the world can it just be football? So right. they tell me to go, they tell me, which nobody in the media has ever done that I have talked to any interview I've ever done. When people are going, I can't believe you're denying or like they're attacking. I'm like, let me ask you this. Have you ever verified anything about what you've heard from Boston University or Ann McKee? Have you ever verified that? Have you ever read the scientific literature? Everybody says no. I go, well, how do you even consider yourself a journalist if you don't Mm -hmm. verify it? So that being said, um, the first paper that I was instructed to read, the scientific paper, was called the Spectrum of Disease paper authored by Ann McKee. This is what it says in the scientific paper. Caution must be used in interpreting the high frequency of CTE in this sample, meaning the science that they were just did. Um, estimates and prevalence cannot be concluded or implied from this sample. That's what it says in the scientific paper. It also goes on to say, wow. consequently, no, consequently, no generalization regarding the incidence and prevalence of CTE in living athletes and veterans can be made furthermore. And then it goes on about how you just can't use it because Mm. the science is so incomplete. um, uh, It's really so corrupt. It's so misleading. It's so elementary, but, and McKee gets quoted in the media right after doing this particular paper, Mm -hmm. spectrum of disease paper. And what does she say? Ah, I'm really wondering where this stops. Dr. Ann McKee says, um, I'm wondering if on some level, every single play, every single football player doesn't have this. Now there can't be a more corrupt abuse of a Hippocratic oath than yeah. that. Yeah. You know, darn well that you have no business saying that, you know, darn well that the science isn't saying anything like what you just said. There can't be anything more corrupt than that. Now that's just not, I mean, that's one incident. I mean, I found does that's really what drove me to write the book because we put them all together. And actually, um, uh, I stumbled across Dr. Cummings, who's a three board certified forensic professor out of Boston University. Well, he was started reading some of the same literature because he wasn't going to let his son play football. And our paths just happened to collide. And he became instrumental in me writing the book because um, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not a neuropathologist. And then people that write papers and are PhD, good for you, but you're not a doctor. You're not an MD. Mm-hmm. And you got Bob Stern, you got guys like Bob Stern acting like they're an MD. You're not an MD. Okay, you're PhD, period. You haven't done the due diligence and the laboring that MDs do. So I don't care what you say. You don't write scripts. You don't see patients. You don't know half of what these other people have done. So he was really instrumental in helping us help people understand what the science really says which I'm going to go back to still to this day, it's in an observation state. There's almost a third of cases that exist in the medical journal where they never played sports. They never had a history of head trauma and they never had a concussion. And yet they had CTE. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. They had, they had wow. CTE. And, I, and you can't put football a part of that. So the, oh, the actual like, only thing that they have, Boston University, have, the only thing is an association. And an association is not causation. Association is garbage. And so, no doubt you've seen the movie uh, Concussion with Will Smith, right? Uh, about uh, Dr. Bennett Omalu, who dis- yeah, who supposedly stumbled on this. I mean, yeah. after watching that and then learning what you learned, 
it would seem to make that movie nothing but propaganda uh, against the right. NFL in football. Well, let, let's put it this way. You go back and you know, people who watch that movie, people always bring that movie up to me. I'm going, okay, let me ask you this. What did Mike Webster die of? And they are like, uh, uh, a lot of people go CT. Okay, first of all, nobody has ever died of CT. Right. Let's go back to what they know about it. Nobody knows what's, what, what the pattern causes. In fact, I'll tell you this, just another thing. A mass majority of the neuropathologists and doctors I would talk, scientists I would talk mm. to about the pattern, they won't even classify it as a disease because we are not that far yet. It could be just a tau pattern that exists, and we all have tau pattern. Keep means. Here, here's, here's the best way to simplify it. You have a freckle on your arm. That is a disease. It's an abnormality of the skin. But that does not mean you're going to get skin cancer. That does not mean you have any issues. And that's ultimately similar to what happens in our brains with tau patterns. doesn't mean you're going to have a disease. doesn't mean you're going to have issues later in in life. A tau pattern can exist, and they don't know what what causes it or what it causes. So you go back to that movie. Mike Webster died of heart failure. Mike Webster had heart disease. Mike Webster, I mean, Mike Webster was my roommate. Okay, there was nothing more mm. devastating than when, when he died and to see how his life eroded. But if you look at, and people never take this into consideration, there's no accountability, there's no responsibility. What about your lifestyle? What are you doing? The one thing Mike didn't have that if you go back and look at it is one of the leading causes from all depression and issues with mental health. He had no purpose. Once he got done playing, Mike just didn't have a purpose. And that really was a lot of the things that that started to spiral out of control. Shoot, the Kansas City Chiefs gave him a coaching job. The Steelers tried to do stuff. Mike just, you know, and Mike had a lot of other issues um, on both sides of the family. He has mental issues on both sides of the family. To ignore oh, wow. the contributor. Yeah, well, they don't even go into that, that in the movie. They're, that's not even alluded to. Why would they? Wow. What do they want you to think? They want you to yep. think. They want you to believe wholeheartedly it was CTE him. that killed him. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and Dr. Malo, Dr. Malo is maybe one. You had, mm. I think Ann McKee is one of the most disgusting human beings on this planet. And how she's abused the Hippocratic Oath. Mm. Um, how she has mm. done harm. Dr. Malo is a lead 1A. I mean, he has literally diagnosed living people with CTE. Wow. He basically told them you have you have what you can't uh, know right until you open up the brain exactly. you can't even know that exactly and, and just think of what happens to a person if you tell them now tell oh, them that yeah. and they're already struggling they already have uh, depression um, it is it is it is so abusive and to, to have this narrative out there that is wrong and what I've always challenged people I'll meet Boston University with dr. Cummings I will go into any live forum in this country and we will let you, the public ask questions because everything I just said, mm-hmm. I can prove. I can send you the scientific literature. I can send you the quotes. I can show you what the truth is. And, I, and, and, and you invite Boston University to come be a part of that, that forum. They will not show up. Oh, I'd love to see they that. They will not show up. That exactly, would be awesome. They won't show up because mm-hmm. they can't prove what they're saying. Right. Well, that's I, and it's not to say that football's not a rough sport. I mean, things happen. Oh, no. People get injured. Uh, and we've we've got some pretty good indications uh, of that recently with uh, two 29-year-olds retiring from football in uh, Rob Gronkowski and Andrew Luck. Um, right. So, I mean, yeah, injuries happen and people are in pain, but that doesn't mean 
that you get a death sentence just because you played football and you got a few concussions. You are exactly right, and that's and that's a, the the thing that has blurred everything. When you see, when you hear a concussion, you think you're going to have CT. You think you're going to have mental issues. You're going to have issues later. Okay, that has there couldn't be anything further from the truth. The first thing people under, need to understand: where can a concussion happen? You need to ask yourself: where could it happen? Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Anywhere. You could slip in the shower. In fact, there's more accidents by tripping, falling, and on wheeled sports of head trauma than anything that exists in sports. So Mm -hmm. don't think it can't happen outside of sports. It can. And when you look at the treatments and the care that you can do for head trauma now, I'll give you two websites for your your listeners because when we think of mental health and we think of um, um, anxiety and depression, we oftentimes think there's no help. And there's no way to, other than medication. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two websites that are be critical for people to look into. If you've had a concussion, if you have depression, you have anxiety, and you want to have help without medication. One is RethinkConcussions.com okay. and my, MyTransformations.com. The magnetic treatment therapy that is going on, and we're doing a lot of success with veterans helping them with a lot of issues that they're having. And it's non-invasive. It's not medication. And it's helping people. I mean, and the success rate that they're having with people is in the 70s and 80%, where medicine is like 7 and 8%. And you have to fill a bunch of drugs. So there's so many good things out there. Mm -hmm. And this black cloud, and this negativity that does not exist, this scare, this fear factor that Boston University wants to create, is clouding all of the real positive things that exist, A, in sports, that we have available to help people with mental health or if they've had some type of head trauma to get them back mm-hmm. into a mentally strong state. Um, to not account for lifestyle is absolutely um, as negligent as you can be because here's the leading cause of all brain health, cardiovascular disease, and cancers, drugs and opioids, sugar consumption that leads to obesity, inactivity, age, and genetics. Mm -hmm. Of all things I just said there, there's only two things you don't control, age and genetics. You just hope you keep moving on in life. But the older we get, the more susceptible we are to deterioration of all kinds of things. That's why your lifestyle Mm -hmm. is vital. If you're drinking and not taking care of yourself, if you're consuming sugar and you're not not active, okay, you're going to have problems. You're going to have a problem. A lot of that, <laughs> yes. when you're not active, that leads to inflammation. Yep. Inflammation is the leading ingredient to all diseases known to mankind. So if you don't take care of yourself, um, you can't just blame something that you did 20 years ago um, when you're drinking like a fish. Okay. Yep. Because alcohol, I can give you literature upon literature that alcohol destroys every part of the body, especially the brain. So if you're drinking and you're saying, no, it's football 20 years ago, I think you need to rethink to think things and look at your lifestyle and clean that up first. You know, one last thing that I told um, when you mentioned Amalu, Joe DeLamalier is a former NFL player, and he is a player who went to UCLA and was told specifically by Amalu that he had CT, okay? Um, Joe DeLamalier's story is fascinating. He went home. He actually got my book. His son got my book for him. He started to look at his lifestyle and the things that he was doing. He started to change his lifestyle. He took action of his own doing. 
and changed his complete health. Okay, he doesn't have CT. In fact, he's never even um, he's never had, felt better in his life because he started cleaning up a bunch of things, started to get active, started to eat better, mm. no drinking, and he. But but that 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 diagnosis. Then he bent back home. He felt like mm. okay, it's over for me. Right. And I'm like, how awful is that? Is that is that's what we're doing to people? Is we're giving this death sentence when you don't have any scientific evidence whatsoever to be doing such a thing? Yeah, so, more uh, good things out there than bad. And and again, the book is uh, brainwashed the bad science behind CTE and the plot to destroy football. Um, we're speaking with Merrill Hodge, former NFL star, uh, running back. Um, Merrill, you're also part of another story that's been in the news. You've been speaking out about uh, the. You're part of what eighteen thousand people who are suing Roundup, the weed killer. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how is that going so far? Is that? Uh, I mean, they they didn't they just rule in your favor? Yeah. Well, yes and no. You know, here's the whole issue. Now, people will go when you talk about the science aspect of it. I just talked about uh, a particular science where there is. No cause, no link, period. Right. No literature whatsoever that says that. Zero. You could go over to this and you look at glyphosate. You know, they, they talk about glyphosate. Oh, it's safe. Um, uh, Monsanto is what I'm talking about. They say Monsanto. Monsanto says glyphosate. Mm-hmm. Safe. No, it's not safe. No, it's not safe. But here's when it becomes lethal to the human body and causes non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and specifically large B cell, which I had. And I lived on farms. I lived in Roundup. I sprayed Roundup daily on every propane tank, every pump that I moved back in the West. Cause I, I, in, the, in the West, you irrigate with pipe, whether it's hand lines, wheel lines, or pivot lines. And that's, what, that's all I did as a kid um, for years. So when you take glyphosate and you combine it with the other chemicals that exist in Roundup, the POEA, mm-hmm. it is lethal to the human body and causes um, cell manipulation and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a scientific fact. There's a cause and there's a link to it. And there's no warning sign. (laughs) There's not even a warning sign. Keep in mind. Not not, not a warning sign. And they still have people using it and they give no care. And when you start thinking about the collaboration that they have there, when they say the EPA, uh, the EPA okay to the FDA, okay, here's what they okayed. They're okay to kill weeds. They don't care if it kills people. They care less about that. They go, oh, well, it just it kills people. It verified that it kills people. Well, why didn't you test it against people? But then when you find this out and you keep doing it and you keep it out there, uh, I mean, we could actually do a, a show for a week on <laughs> right. of the absolute corruptness wow. in that area. And, yeah. and, and it's like human lives. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been through chemotherapy. Now, here's here's one thing that you know is oftentimes forgotten mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of times people survive the treatment, they get through, and they get cancer free, but the treatment is so brutal that that eventually takes right. their life. Yeah, you, you there's a toll for that. Yeah, and these people act like they're doing no harm. I mean, in the money, I, I mean, it's almost mind boggling. Um, their, their criminal thought process in, um, just how evil they are, you know, evil's half the, only half the issue and how I view the, the CT thing and this, it's when people that know better do nothing about it. That is when it becomes catastrophic. 
And I just won't do that. I'm not going to sit around and say, I, I, knew, I do know better. I do know what is right, and I'll fight for it. Appreciate that. I, I mean, keep us posted on on uh, where that goes. One one other thing I wanted to ask you about before uh, we let you go is your uh, your son Bo Hodge has yeah. uh, retired from football since last we talked because of injuries. Right? He just got he had a right. series of injuries. It was getting him down. He'd just rehabilitate through one, and then he'd get another one. Um, yeah. So how's how's he doing now? And and what are your thoughts on uh, on what happened to him at BYU? Well, you know what? Um, he had an unfortunate uh, experience as a, as a football player. Their injuries were a part of it. He had, he had some real unfortunate coaching. You know that they, when they when they wouldn't let him play quarterback, I mean that that just that took his heart away. Yeah. They wouldn't let him compete at it. You know, and it, and the toe. You know, they didn't get the MRI on it initially when they should have, and so that injury lasted a lot longer than it should have and eventually had to have surgery it cost him a couple of years and just actually when rob gronkowski kind of broke down he, mm-hmm. he texted me he said dad that's exactly how i felt and and i and i, I was like i've been through mm-hmm. football i mean i've been through life's experiences you know listen there's a lot of labor intensive jobs that if those people had 96 million dollars like andrew luck had well, they would retire too. You know, there's, <laughs> yes. a lot of people, there's a lot of people. That, it, it's not just football. People, That's for sure. Like, people, people, people act like that football is a tough game for tough people. Okay. Yeah. And there are millions that are meant to play it. Okay. That are born to play it, that thrive, that, that need that. And then it's not for everybody. That's why you have other sports. That's why other sports are great. Yeah. But um, that had really, it just really, um, but Bo loved the academic experience. He's working on his master's there. He's a great piece. Um, I, I still say he's the most talented, gifted quarterback I've ever studied in my life. Wow. So just goes to show you, you just, wow. just talent alone and you yeah. know, gifts alone. You know, the journey is hard. You know, I mean, you know, you could come against coaching mm-hmm. that doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. You can have injuries like, like Bo had too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can lose your passion. And he, he lost his passion. You know, they beat the passion out of him and, he was eventually was like, I'd rather go on with my life's work. And um, yeah. I tried to make sure that he was completely at peace with that, and he is. And uh, I'm actually up in, in L.A. today. He's in Malibu. I'm going to go down and see him while we're watching the BYU-Utah game because my nephew still plays for BYU, Tristan. Oh, yeah. Hodge. yeah NFL he, prospect he, on the offensive line. Yeah. 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 Uh, your prediction for tonight, what do you think is uh, – what, what, what do you think for the outcome of the game? Well, listen, I, you know, here's what BYU does do well. If they can run the football well, and I don't know if they figured their running back situation out. Um, listen, the most important thing in the NFL, if it doesn't really exist in college or high school, but if you can do it in college, if you're outmanned, and mm-hmm. it sounds like Utah has a great defense. But, like, I, I don't know how they predict the third-best defense in football without even playing yet. It's always <laughs> interesting either. to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, always, I always get very skeptical of that just, just for your information. I'm like, ah, you know, you just don't know. <laughs> But if they actually could run the football well, um, and their quarterback being in the second year, I think he'll play a lot better. Um, yeah. Being at home with that energy, I think it'll be a good game. You yeah, know, I, I, do. I do too. I don't, I don't know enough about college football. Really, be honest with you, I don't study that like I do the NFL to sit there and go, here's the strengths and weaknesses. I just know BYU can run the football and keep a, somewhat control the game if they got mm-hmm. a shot. Appreciate it. Uh, Merrill Hodge. Co-author of the book, Brainwash the Bad Science Behind CTE and the Plot to Destroy Football. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate having you again. Uh, we got to tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition and their product, Field of Greens, which is absolutely awesome. If you uh, don't get vegetables into your diet because you're just 
you don't like the taste, you can't handle the texture, the flavor, the, mm. the nastiness of vegetables, mm-hmm. this is your product. Uh, you take one scoop of Field of Greens. It has a full serving of real USDA organic, certified organic fruits and vegetables. It's real food. It's not a fakey kind of supplement. You put it into eight ounces of water, stir it up, drink it down, tastes like Kool-Aid, and you get all that nutrition in your body. It's awesome. Uh, go to BrickHousePat.com. Use the offer code PAT. You'll get 15% off your first order. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. He's not as bitter as I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. He actually sounded like he wanted to predict BYU winning, but he just he didn't want to be wrong just in case they don't. <laughs> uh, he still has his nephew to root for, And too. his nephew is awesome. That guy is one of the best offensive linemen in the country. Oh, good. Tristan Hodge. Keep an eye on him. Uh, yes, the Falcons will need to draft him for sure. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's really good. He's only a, I think he's only a junior this year, so they might have to wait a year, but... Um, uh, BYU wins by 14. So let me just let me just straighten that out right now. <laughs> okay, BYU by 14 tonight. Ah, so you are going to watch the game? Uh, yeah, I, can't, I haven't what? been able to tell if you were really into it or <laughs> you're just like, eh, if it's on, I'm flipping through. Eh, if I run into it, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll remember. Yeah, it's on tonight. You know, because usually Thursday nights I'm watching uh, Food Network. Um, oh, oh, Thursday night Food Network. Yeah, that's, that's the, Food the, Network night. The Bobby Flay thing. Uh-huh. Beat Bobby Flay. I watched that. Wow. So, yeah. So you know, I might not even remember it's on. In other words, BYU football not appointment watching for you. <laughs> it's just if not you're at not all doing anything. Right. Else. Just if I happen to be there and mm-hmm. I happen to actually go by the station it's on and I see the you know the blue and, and white there and the red and whatever colors they use now usually black because uh, mm. they're you know evil mm-hmm. godless animals yeah. um, then I might stop and watch I don't know we'll see <laughs> oh, good luck I'll be rooting for BYU because like I Thank said uh, mm-hmm. I want my co-workers in good moods yes and uh, we'll be rooting yes. for BYU for that reason, if no Again, reason at all. There is a possibility. I might be a little under the weather by tomorrow morning. Yeah. And if that been, happens, Jeffy voice, will be here. Like your throat's you can tell, scratchy. right? Yeah. It's been scratchy all day. And during the breaks, you've been sneezing <coughs> and coughing and Listen whatnot. To that. Oh, no. <coughs> I'm going to oh, get a checkup no. today. Someone get a doctor in here. I might have pneumonia. Not well.